Hello, welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast. We'll get to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2024 Acura Integra Type S. That's right, the that's right, the hopped up Integra. You can take a look at this Integra Type S on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. That we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Acura in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Emmett, we're both here actually to uh, talk about the 2024 Acura Integra Type S. And I must say, personally, I loved it. Uh, Emmett, what do you think of the car and how are you doing today? You know, most importantly, what I thought of the car is that if I owned one, I probably would get in trouble all the time because of how much I enjoyed it. It's pretty much uh, impossible to not get on it a little bit in that car. Now, I personally obeyed all the speed limits, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. That being said, Emmett, I took us on a quick little walk around of this thing, so we're going to play that now. And we are walking around the 2024 Acura Integra. This is the 2-liter turbocharged Type S. And what does that get us? Well, it gets us a lot of fun. It should be no secret, as with the regular Integra, this shares a lot with the Honda Civic, but more importantly, the Honda Civic Type R, which means there is a turbocharged 2-liter under the hood. No, this one's making 320 horsepower, which I believe is slightly higher than that of the Civic Type R. More importantly, it does not... Okay, it does look like a performance vehicle. It's got fender flares. It's got Type S badging. It looks dramatic, and it's rolling on a set of 265.30 19s, and that's a nice gold... 10-spoke wheel looks gorgeous. However, it doesn't look nearly as racer boy as the Civic Type R. No, there is not a massive rear wing or a large rear wing. Of course, there's a little carbon fiber lip spoiler on the hatchback to give you the you know, just a little touch of class and performance. Of course, there is uh, three exhaust pipes, one of which is very large. Though, again, it doesn't look as racy as the Civic Type R. But on the inside, it also doesn't look as racy as the Type R. Borderline racing seats are gone, and in their place is a set of very well-appointed, lightly bolstered little sports seats. Not Again, not nearly as heavily bolstered as the Civic. The red interior is gone. It's so much more mature than that of the Civic Type R. And that's not a knock against Civic Type R. That's a different demo, I feel. Uh, of course, it's an Acura, so therein lies that in the steering wheel, there's the Acura emblem, nice leather-wrapped wheel, perforated leather where you put your hands, leather on the door cards. The six-speed gear selector is right here in the center console where you want it to be. If it were anywhere else, it'd be hard to use. Unless it's a, col a column-shifted six-speed, I don't think Acura would do that. And the seats, they are leather with some sort of micro-suede insert. Very nice, very interesting stitching. Of course, the digital touchscreen. Of course, it would be tough for an analog or a CRT touchscreen. Uh, I'm sure those exist, but not in the automotive space, not anytime soon. And a digital instrument cluster ahead of you. Drive mode controls, blah, blah, blah. Wireless charging next to you. A center console that can fit, you know, your average large drink container. It's fun stuff. Very usable interior. Of course, there is no 
panoramic sunroof or anything like that because we're trying to fight weight even though we do have power seats something that the civic type r did not have the question is is it fun let's take it out on a quick spin now i think we did spoil that by saying it was fun but uh emmett you also spent some time with this car and uh what did you think about it and what do you think about the interior and everything else how do you think it differentiates from the type r having actually got the chance to drive both of them back to back which was really helpful in uh feeling out the differences and we'll get to the driving bit a bit later, but I actually think the more clear differences between the two models is within the interior. So obviously the seat changes a lot. Uh, I hate to say it, but I do think that the Civic Type R seat is a much better seat. The Integra seat is a lot less, uh, like as you said, sort of race car inspired, but the seat in the Type R I think actually is more comfortable, uh, hugs you better. And when you're talking about, you know, pulling a lot of G's a grip in both of these cars, mechanically, they're very similar. I think having an aggressive seat is rather important. I feel like I was a little bit all over the Integra seat, you know, when you were really getting on it. Oh, no, for sure. On track, I think that the Integra seat would be, I'm not going to say bad, but certainly not as helpful as the Civic Type R seats. And the Civic Type R seats also just look so special and absurd and wacky. As an old now, as an aging millennial, my knees and back just don't work. So the Integra seats for the daily day, like the day to day grind, I don't know. I like I thought they were much more comfortable just like for ingress and egress. I agree. I mean, getting in and out of the Civic, even for me, I was bumping my knee on the steering wheel every single time. Uh, <laughs> so it's not easy to get out of the Civic. That said, though, I feel like the actual driving ergonomics, thankfully, don't change too much between the two cars, even in spite of the very different seats. I feel like when you get in there, sort of the position you sit in, how close you are to the shifter uh, and the pedal spacing and the pedal you know, from your feet is... Um, almost identical, even even with a different sort of depth of seat. Oh, no, for sure. I'm sure these people are happy to hear us ramble on about how these things look and feel, but I'm guessing they really want to know how they drive, uh, because that is truly why you would buy one of these. So let's go to that now. Slam this bad boy into reverse. It does have an electronic parking brake. So yeah, you'll have to get used to that. The days of the manual parking brake are gone. Though, when you do slam it in reverse, if you're belted up, it will automatically disengage, which is a nice little treat. It defaults to sport mode, which we're currently in right now. Uh, it's sporty, good throttle tip-in, fun. But of course, if you're buying this car, you'll probably spend a lot of time in the sport plus mode, which is, you know, honestly where you want to be. A little flip of the button, a little chime comes on, and you're rocking and rolling. Sport Plus changes a handful of things. Powertrain, power response. Uh, obviously, it doesn't change the shifts. That's on you. Uh, steering and suspension, which, of course, you can also change through the individual mode if you want. But uh, why do that when you can just have it in Sport Plus? It does give it a little bit of a burble tune almost, which is nice. Uh, it's very snappy, crackly, fun stuff. But more importantly, it does affect throttle tip-in, which... Uh, you know, believe it or not, gets more aggressive the more performance you ask for the car in comfort mode. It's kind of a light throttle tip-in, almost frustrating throttle tip-in, but in Sport Plus, it is sporty and plussy. Not a lot of torque steer. Uh, 
power delivery comes down, you will get some wheel spin. If you have cold tires or a low traction situation, this thing does not hesitate about blowing the tires off. And it's a pretty big tire up there, which adds to, to the formula. 320 horsepower in a front wheel drive car, that's just impressive by any metric. We are living in absolutely wild times. And for the fact that this doesn't have a ton of torque steer, I mean, could the limited traction help that maybe? But the lack of torque steer is genuinely surprising. The steering, especially in Sport Plus, heavy, has a good weight to it. It feels natural, um, fairly direct, though again, it's EPS, so we're, we're playing with the magic of an electric motor. Uh, the braking is a highlight for me. It brakes very well. Linear pedal feel, you're not, it's not super firm at the initial at the top of the pedal throw but it does progress well and fluidly and you will get to that brick wall that you want when you're hitting uh, the lead into a corner you, do you want to make sure that you can modulate this thing well and really control its braking you know how it feels under braking you can do that it's, it works really well I don't know how many people are going to track these things relative especially to the type R but I mean it's how I like my brakes to feel. If I'm screaming into a corner, I can soften, soft into them, like a soft touch into them, and then really modulate them through the corner, through the entry of the corner. Because it helps you better control the car, of course. The gear selection, good. I find it a little better than the Type R. Uh, really smooth. Just an all-around winning combo. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip, look no further than Hudson Quattrocento. Road and Tracks rally through upstate New York and Connecticut, taking place October 17th through the 20th. It'll be four glorious days of peak fall foliage, curated group drives, luxury accommodations, and delicious local eats with exciting pit stops along the way. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. Anyway, we obviously just heard how I drove and experienced the car. Uh, you tell me about your time with the Integra Type S. Uh, I heard a little bit upstate New York back roads. Yeah, I mean, that's right. We were up in the Hudson Valley doing a, uh, a head-to-head of the Type R and the Type S, um, which, again, gave some really uh, interesting insights into the cars together and sort of head-to-head. But um, individually, I thought the Type S, as you described, is a uh, a type r to the 99th degree if you will it's not quite as bouncy or every once in a while as a uh, sort of uncomfortable as the type r can be um but it feels just as fast if not faster after all it does have i think about five more horsepower um it's so easy to just point and shoot uh which is sort of a surprising thing to say about a front wheel drive car but it has an immense amount of grip uh the throttle especially like you mentioned in sport or sport plus is very responsive I've said this before in our previous Integra quick spin, but the uh, the gear shifter is pretty hard to beat. Uh, one thing I found really interesting, and this is the case for the previous generation Type R as well, uh, the engineers at Honda, and now they're not paying for any of this, but the engineers at Honda really did a great job of isolating torque steer. I didn't really feel much, if any, torque steer uh, when getting on this thing. Did you feel any torque steer? It's, it's quite impressive. No, very little. I mean, there was plenty of times where I was pulling out you know, 90 degrees onto a two lane highway and you kind of had to, to punch it to get in and a uh, wheel fully turned over flooring it in like first or second gear. Uh, you can feel the diffs working 
and uh, or the diff, I should say, the diff working. You can feel those systems um, with the brakes keeping you in line, but it keeps you, it keeps you in line even when you feel it feel it uh, managing your human error. So I, I, I no torque steer from here either. Interesting. That being said, Emmett, kind of run out of time here. So on a quick spin, we track it to the essence of the automobile, and I think we can we can mind meld on this one, but I'll. But I'll let you uh, take the reins. On a quick spin track to the essence of the automobile and this Acura Integra. This 2024 Acura Integra Type S is no exception. So I ask, I beg, I plead, what do you think is the essence of the Integra Type S? I think it's uh, rounding out that, that throwback feel that Acura is going when they initially released the Integra. Um, you know, the new, the new typical Integra is great. And I think that a lot of people are liking it. But I know there was uh, some of those performance-oriented voices in the back wondering why they didn't go all the way with a type R sort of replica or something like that. And I feel like this uh, sort of fulfills the the legacy of the car and that it's a genuinely uh, unique, interesting and uh, fun, well-engineered performance car. Uh, and I, I could even see it going in years to come in the same way that we see the, uh, of course, the legendary Integra type R uh, or, you know, the way that those values have skyrocketed now. So well, we could only hope because uh, we bought, I think, 30 of them. We have 30 of them yes. on order just to sit around yeah, and yeah. Uh, accumu- accumulate dust. No, I couldn't agree more. I do think that some people and maybe some millennials uh, such as myself have a bit of a performance bias towards the Integra Type R and forget that there's an entire line of Integras that were not the Type R and that were just pedestrian daily drivers that were a little more upscale than a Civic and weren't exactly performance monsters of the era in the same way that the Integra Type R is or was. Uh, and I think that maybe the the regular Integra, the reborn Integra, caught some flack for that. And I think this Type S does do the brand of Integra a little, a lot more justice in reviving exactly like you said, leaning on that nostalgia of the Integra Type R. Couldn't have said it better myself. That being said, I think it's a nice place to put a pin in it today. Thank you, Emmett, for driving this thing along with me. It was quite the experience. I'm glad we both got to drive the Integra Type S. That way, we can tell our grandchildren uh, on a message board one day that we drove it. Uh, if, if you could head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify and give us a five star review, and while you're driving your digital Type S, uh, Integra Type S, which I'm sure you're doing on the Internet Superhighway, driving a, an NFT of an Integra Type S, I don't know if you can drive cars on the Internet, but you should be able to. Uh, you can also head over to our Facebook page, click that like button that we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening. <laughs>